let's get ready to rumble! Because it's episode 40. 40! That's a lot. Who would have thought? How long have we been doing this now? Just over a year? It feels like a lot. I didn't think we'd get to 40. If we get to 50, it'll be really like, wow. I was surprised number. we got to four. <laughs> so, Why is that? I don't know. It's just like, you never know with this kind of thing. It could work or it could be like, this is terrible. I never want to speak to you again. Or was it the two or three episodes and you realized that you actually hated us? Well, that was even before we started, but I figured I could make it through at least like a pilot or, or maybe episode two. I remember how angry Jason was getting when he tried to edit. Oh. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to last. Mm-mm. I really... The editing did not go well with Jason. No. The rage was traveling around the world. I could record 600 podcasts a week, but I can't even record one a week because I, I immediately just want to stop. I think that's probably why I don't do my own mm-hmm. because I feel like it'd be weird if I did my own podcast and then said like, hey, could one of you guys edit this for me? <laughs> <laughs> I don't really think that would go over very well. Oh, by the way, do it for free also, because this is free. What was it that you didn't like about editing particularly? So I've been known to really hate things that are fiddly. So if something's fiddly, I'm pretty ready to just chuck it out the window and not do it or pay someone else to do it for me. Okay. And for whatever reason, it's just so different than even video editing. I'm not a huge video editing fan either, but maybe it's because there's less well i shouldn't say less involved but i feel like with audio it's there's five trillion little cuts that you have to make and then you have all these little stupid things you have to line up and then you have to listen back to yourself about six trillion times and i just am not a fan of doing that so hence why i early on said this isn't working it's not me it's you you compensate with the show notes though so that's good show notes are good i enjoy doing the notes way more a i only have to listen back to the episode like one-ish times sometimes i have to go back if you either of you have said something that i'm completely lost on and then i fall down like crazy search holes of like maybe they meant this it's like no that doesn't have .com.au at the end so that's probably not what they were talking about and then the inevitable question on Discord for, yep. uh, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. Usually I will finish and then t- pop a message in and say, notes are done, except what the hell were you talking about here? And then you immediately fill it in. And I go, oh, I just completely misheard what you said. Got it. I don't know about Andrew, but sometimes I feel like I'm a deliberate butthole and I just say something deliberately obscure. It's kind of fun. It's like a game for me where it's like a like a treasure hunt almost because he'll say something and nothing comes to mind right now, but inevitably there'll be something that you will have said during the show that I did not hear because I'm only like half cognizant while I'm recording. Well, Jason, do you know what you yeah. don't have to edit? What's that? You don't have to edit a live show. No. By its very nature. A show, a show that is live does not require editing. Which is good and bad. <laughs> now, is there something we could talk about with live shows? Is is there something going on that we need to inform the listeners? There is. Mm. It is the Hemispheric Views live watch of Crocodile Dundee Part 1, because there are three, if you did not know. Ugh. Some of you, all of you probably knew at least the first one existed. If you didn't, boy, are you in for a treat. They really should have stopped at Part 1, to be perfectly fair. There, there was a second one. Eh, I mean, it, it happened. We kind of allowed it. 
Then there was a third one, which is kind of, it, it was sort of like a Home Alone kind of thing where there was the first one. It was like, ah, brilliant. Great. Love it. Second one. Okay. We've done this before, but sure. We're, you know, movies are a little, little dry right now. We're, we're, we're jonesing for something. We'll take the second one, even though we know it's not going to be as good. And then they're like, let's just change everything about it and have a third one use the same name. Like, sure, obviously, money grab was not a good idea. I don't actually think I've seen the third one. I thought you got you ordered the Criterion Collection. I have them all. Oh, I've got all of them in beautiful, <laughs> high-definition, remastered, recently released 30th Anniversary Edition Blu-rays. Yeah. And I think and they come with director's commentaries that you can compare ours with Ooh, once it eventually happens. That is a good question. I haven't actually checked. I can't watch too much of it because I don't want to spoil my my live sure. reactions because I haven't seen it in a long time. But I've said all of that to say that the live watch is happening. Let's see. It'll be October 23rd slash 24th. Mm-hmm. Here we go with time zones God, and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> already stuffed us up once i know actually you know what hold that thought let me actually open up the flyer if you haven't seen the flyer <laughs> check the notes it's top quality <laughs> we had top ad agencies out of new york city uh create this flyer for us no expense spared let's see the flyer states that it is at okay october 23rd from 8 p.m. to 9.30, that is U.S. West Coast. Now, at that same exact time, believe it or not, it's actually the 24th of October, 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. in Perth, W.A. Represent. Then, 2 p.m. to 3.30 p.m. in the Gong. Okay? So, yes, it sounds like it's a two-day event, it's not. Time zones suck. End of story. So come on by and watch Crocodile Dundee with us while we basically talk over the entire movie and ruin it, which if that's not your thing, sorry, but it is Crocodile Dundee. So like, could probably give us a pass on that. Or everything will fail miserably and it'll just kind of be everyone chatting about something else. Beautiful. Now, I have an internet uh, no, update. it's Trivia that... Corner. Oh. Did we Shit. have time All for right. this today? Did you hear that? Did... It came out of I, I did, yes. I'm Trivia Corner. From? All right. I'm ready to lose. Off we go. All right. One question today due to our shorter format. <laughs> In what year was the delicious Tim Tam chocolate biscuit introduced? Ooh. A, 1935. B, 1956. C, 1964 or D, 1970? You go first, man. I've locked in my answer. I'm going to jump in and say B in the 50s. I'm not super confident about that. But the reason that I say that is because I have some feeling that earlier on, all the Bickies that Arnott's, that's uh, for people who are listening who aren't Australian, you know, Arnott's is the manufacturer. I think a lot of that stuff would have been Scotch fingers, milk arrowroot biscuits, not necessarily chocolate coated things. So I'm going to say that was a little bit later in the manufacturing process. Okay. So you sorry, you said 1956, that was your, your answer? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For a similar reason, I'm going to actually look in 1970. I'm going to think we we're in war, post-war deprivation mindset for a long time. <laughs> Like Martin said, technology hadn't moved on and the cost of 
managing and shipping and making and <laughs> producing chocolate-coated biscuits, keeping them separate, <laughs> ensuring they didn't melt in the package. Mm. None of that technology was ready before 1970. Mm. Well, I mean, if anyone would know, it's Mr. Lean Manufacturing. Also, Mr. just ate, ate Tim Tams yesterday from a pack of oh. 11. <laughs> Fair. Oh, which one did you have? I know you're a double coat fan, Andrew. I'm a double coat. I didn't see double coat on the shelf. Oh, we need to include this photo on the show notes just for Jason. I was at Mm. um, Woolies yesterday, happened to walk by the Tim Tam section, which is a huge bay of the supermarket. Mm. Poor Americans who hear the novelty of Tim Tams can't really struggle to get access to them. We just wander into the local Woolies and there are millions of different varieties of Tim Tams. Double coat, as you say, are my favorites. Didn't see them. Beyond that, I'm a traditionalist. I'm always a plain guy. So I just went the original. Mm-hmm. Yep. Got the coffee from the, to- the the nearby takeaway shop and drank my coffee and ate a few Tim Tams straight out of the packet. Yeah, it was one of those days. <laughs> Sounds like the dream. I, I was going to say, uh, I don't know if this has changed overseas, but uh, we did manage to get Jason some Tim Tams sent from within the US and I think he enjoyed them. But I remember when I was on exchange in Germany a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago now, the guy I stayed with tried to find if they could be imported into Germany. And he said, hmm, it appears that there are preservatives used in Tim Tams that the German government does not deem safe or healthy for (laughs) human consumption. I went, well, clearly the Germans have higher standards than the rest of maybe the English speaking world. So you feel all right, Jason, you haven't had any bouts of gastro as a result of a Tim Tam? That's where the flavor comes from is those preservatives. Yeah, that's right. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, I've I've had them now, uh, for real, an actual one, not some knockoff crap, uh, and they're bleeping delicious. Good to hear. I like them a lot. Then I started looking into other snacks that I could acquire, and there are several other flavors that I'm quite interested in. Um, dark chocolate version, absolutely want that because mm-hmm. dark chocolate is always better than milk chocolate. And then there was like a mango or something. I don't, yeah. I'm confused by it, but I very much want to try it because it just sounds deliciously weird. And then I went down the rabbit hole of just all the other snacks slash chip type things that I could acquire. And so I have another um, quite overly large box of items oh, uh, <laughs> coming my way because I kind of, Basically, they, if there would have been a button that just said, like, one of each, I would have just clicked that <laughs> to save myself some time. But there wasn't, so I had to manually go through and do that. But I'll I'll report back on further items. I do have some outstanding comparisons slash which one is better than the others that I owe to Natasha still. Yeah. I cannot submit those until I actually try all of the varieties because I feel it is not fair. This would be good to hear about during the live watch because for context for listeners, we organized some snacks just so that Jason would have something leading up to the live watch if he, in fact, didn't consume everything before the viewing of Crocodile that's, Dundee. That's but. part of the issue is that everything <laughs> will be long gone before uh, that comes about. So I'm going to need a refill for sure. If you buy gumption, donate that. That's a cleaning product. Now, I put this in the notes. It'll be quick for me, but I think Andrew has something too. Oh, I have wait. an internet update Sorry, for you. sorry. Sorry, wait, hold All on. All right, I'll try again soon. <laughs> rewind. Re- <laughs> rewind. So on all of these foods that you had sent to me, you have yeah. a f- health food star rating on oh. all of your snacks mm. that we do not have here. 
I will not comment on the fact that every snack you sent me had uh, no more than basically 1.5 stars out of five. Mm. I'm assuming that means that they're not, quote, good for you, or that just means the lower star ones taste better, would be my assumption. We should have sent you a carrot. Sorry about that. Yeah, food star thing. Is this uh, Has this always been around since you guys were kids, or is this a relatively new thing in Australia? I was just curious. No. I don't need like a full history, just... Uh, has this been something, and do you care about it? Is it, or is it just a government thing? It hasn't been around since we were kids. There have long been nutritional labels like you would have in the US, but maybe with some different measurements yeah. uh, and so on. Really, for years and years, there's been this thing in Australia, which hasn't been on everything, I think, necessarily, Andrew, you could correct me, but there's been like the Heart Foundation tick, correct. things that get different ratings, or maybe you'd go to fast food restaurants or other eateries and they would apply different ticks or ratings to stuff. But to my knowledge, the Health Star rating is a more recent invention, which was an attempt to say, look, nutritional labels are on packaging, but not everyone necessarily understands what's going on there or compares things or does things according to the correct serving or number of grams. So let's just take all of that data and put it into a very easy thing that you slap on the front of the packaging that says this is better or worse than something else. Mm. So it's really just to make the information that's always been there easier to digest. I do recall in my ancient business lobbyist history, mm. <laughs> one of my, one of my interesting deviations in a career path, uh, far too much talk from the food industry about thumbnails and the requirement for thumbnails on packaging and what particular information would go on said thumbnails. And those thumbnails were actually shaped like thumbnails in that they were square on the bottom and almost like little tombstones and they would have a little curvature at the top. Oh, are you talking about those little things that form a row with those little like percentage Correct. something rather? Correct. Right. Is uh, that what they're called? Thumbnails. Of it, effort and back and forth went on between industry uh, and government uh. and various lobby groups regarding the content and detail and specificity of said thumbnails. I don't like that they're called thumbnails. I'm glad that you explained that. Yeah, Jason, I had, until it clicked in my head what Andrew was talking about on Australian packaging, I had the same horrible vision of like someone with their bathroom vanity clipping fungal that's, nails or something. But no, it's just a little shape. No, thumbnails and food should not be in the same, no. Mm-mm. You don't want to call them tombstones. I mean, considering what we're eating, you might as well. <laughs> But look, I'm I'm still sure that everything else is better than the musk stick, which Natasha got some this morning. That would not have any stars or anything on it, would it? It would just be this is just a negative star. (laughs) It's a dead star. I don't know. Whatever. It's bad. Mm. Okay, now now you can talk about Internet uh, update. Internet update corner. Yes, I have a very quick. uh, Sorry. Can I just. um, Mm. No. No, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have a very... <laughs> no. No, Feldfoot's coming down. I have a very quick internet update. I just wanted to share that after years of agony mm. in this apartment of ours mm. on this shared lot, I have finally organized new internet. <gasps> yes. Is it gigabit fiber? Uh, no. <laughs> Is it satellite? Is it wireless Sorry. satellite? No. So the short version is for years I've struggled because... The place is obviously pre-NBN, like National Broadband Network Broadband. Uh, I've got these concrete walls. The port in this office doesn't have any signal to it. So over time, I've done this Band-Aid series of fixes where I've got the thing that goes through the electrical wiring. That's what has made all these podcast recordings possible, thank goodness. Mm -hmm. But finally, 
Who would have thought that I would find out about a better deal that was actually, you know, not only uh, justified in the cost, but with better signal and performance? I found out about it through the mail. I got a letter Australia from regional southern... Yes, I got a letter from the Southern Phone Company saying we've got this new fast NBN deal by Australian standards. Don't get your hopes up, Jason. Right? <laughs> what is NBN? And Can you elaborate? National Broadband Network. Oh, okay. So basically, many, many governments ago... Oh, don't, don't, Martin, scales, don't do it. <laughs> no, don't do it. No, no, no. Nobody wants to know about internet politics. They promised something, successive governments continued to ruin it, and here we are, and it kind of works. That's the short version, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Everyone complains. So now I actually have something that achieves 100 megabits per second with a new modem. And even though it doesn't reach this room with that door closed behind me that none of the listeners can see, the wiring thing takes care of the rest. And now hopefully we won't have issues anymore. You've got 100 megabits. Wow. Yes. And it has actually achieved that on the speed test. <gasps> You're faster than me now. I mean, it fluctuates. I've had like 89 and then down to 56 or whatever, but it's actually happened. Yeah. It, it's always good. I mean, it's always going to be a theoretical max. I mean, the, I, I don't think I've ever gone above 980. So Shut up. <laughs> this being said, the funny thing is that the moment I finally changed and everything's been fixed, we've had infrastructural issues with the NBN line. <laughs> oh, no. and, and Natasha got a message from uh, Optus, who's her mobile provider, saying, oh, by the way, there will be NBN outages on the morning, early in the morning of this Tuesday, which is when what is happening? The Apple event. Oh. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yes. So basically, the internet is so much better, but it could fall over at any moment because NBN. <laughs> so you have it Thank now. Thank you very much. Yes, it's running right now. Oh, okay. Nice. Wow. But yeah, the reason it took me so long was because it was never actually clear what the problem was. You spoke to the network. They said it was this. I got someone out to check this. He said it was that. And yeah. so I was just typical ran around in circles until I burnt everything down and replaced everything. So congratulations on your new internet. That is exciting. Thank you. Southern internet, Wollongong. Well done. Something rather. Whatever you did with your old school mail mail outs. I think they call it gong net. <laughs> I should. I like it. I can just do imagine. You, I'm called. I think their target market is uh, grandmas and Martin <laughs> sending it straight do in the you, mail. Do you guys I have never it would like happen. independent internet places that have like stupid slash quirky names or is that not a thing there? Uh, we used to, there's been Dodo for years, which oh, is kind them. of the worst name because it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. But Southern Phone, the ones I signed up to, that that's exactly the, the kind of company that people joke about that like geriatrics sign up for it. Yeah. Well, they mail they mail you promotions. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> well, I opened it up and I went, Natasha, this could be the answer to all, all of our questions and it came in an envelope. You're going to have zero congestion after 7 p.m. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's been great. Everybody's gone to sleep. <laughs> all the customers are not using the network. Yeah, and they don't stream because they don't know how to. So you're good to go. They're going to be looking Perfect. for the data coming from Martin's house being like, jeez, we're losing money on this guy. What is going on? <laughs> oh, man. He's uploading. What does this mean? <laughs> you want apps? We got apps. It's hemispheric apps. What a great theme that was. Happy to hear that. Oh, I love that theme. It's my fa- one, of, one of my favorites Brilliant. for sure. Amazing. Now, I wanted to bring this up because I think both of you will have something to say about this. And I'm sure that our listeners, whether they respond to us on Discord, via email, Twitter, micro.blog, whatever, will also have something to say about this. It can be pretty controversial. 
I was thinking about how we all have like a dock on our Mac or you know a home screen on iPad or iPhone or whatever. And we put icons there that we like, apps that we use often. But I'm sure that there are apps out there that we do use pretty frequently that we don't put in such a prominent position on the dock or on the front home screen because something about the icon annoys us. Maybe where the app comes from, maybe aesthetically it's very displeasing. I wanna know if you two, like I do, have such apps that you can't bear to put in such a prominent position. So I'm gonna maybe start off while you're having a think if you haven't thought about this already. And I'm gonna start off with the iOS home screen. This was challenging, but then I, I managed to pin it down to maybe two examples. The first one is the Service New South Wales app. Now, Andrew would have an equivalent of this in WA, I'm sure. This is essentially like the government service app where you can do different things like COVID check-ins and things about your accounts and health and so on. It's actually not a bad icon, but I think the thing that annoys me is that even though I have to use it all the time for checking in and checking out, there's just something about having a semi-shonky, dodgy government app on my front home screen, which just feels a little bit dystopian. I don't know what it is. Like we've already had to walk around with masks everywhere. I accept that. And you're checking in, checking out, telling everyone where you are all the time. But to put it on my front home screen, it's just a bit, yeah, I'm not into that. You just said something that made me think, that it was funny, even though it's not funny, where you're saying that they're, you know, you're checking in everywhere you're going and like, oh, it's so dystopian. It's like, yeah, people have been doing that for literally years with c- corporations that don't give a <laughs> shit about them. <laughs> and now all of a sudden oh, yeah. it's a big deal. It's like, oh my God, they know where I'm at, where I'm at. It's like, have <laughs> yeah. you been on like, what was it? Foursquare and Facebook and yes. all this other shit for <laughs> 20 years and you've told them every deepest darkest secret you have and now it's like we want to make sure everybody like is not contacting a deadly virus don't you dare interrupt my liberties they need to add a liking feature don't they oh andrew checked into the chemist yeah like yeah yeah if you gave him a badge for being the mayor of that stupid location people would be all about it anyway but that's a really good point no 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 but that's a good point because location services even for maps and stuff and different apps i accept i've been doing this kind of stuff for ages haven't done four square kinds of stuff for a good while let me tell you but it made me think about how there is no real other than just you know contributing to the greater good of society there doesn't appear to be an advantage in doing this in the way that you'd get like a dopamine hit from a like or something so i'm constantly using this thing which just feels like a bit of an annoyance that i have to accept but i don't want to put on my front home screen so i'll always do like the camera shortcut swipe to check in with the qr code and get around it that way the other example that i had was my banking app. Like I go in there, I see what's going on. I don't know if Andrew is gonna be offended by this, the fact that my banking app is not on the front home screen, but like it just, I I don't wanna have to think about my money. (laughs) I I don't wanna have to think about the money. It's like, uh, okay, I've checked it. My pay's gone in there. I'm gonna transfer to this account, but it's like, this is not fun, right? And it's one of those apps that has a white background. And I think, great. So now I'm just gonna have more white space on some app icon not a fan. I'll quickly move on and I don't have too much to say about this one because we've talked about it before. Can I jump in and say you just need you need to disaggregate less banking app, more wine app app. That's all. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the example that I have from Mac OS, I'm not going to talk about this too much because we've discussed it before. Microsoft Teams, I have to use it every day, but not only because is it by the Microsoft Corporation, 
I just don't like that app icon. I don't think it fits the aesthetic of anything on the computer. So even though it's there the whole day and then when I leave the computer, it turns off, I have it appear in the far right position, not kept in the dock. So when I hit command Q, it disappears and I no longer have to be offended by that icon. Mm -hmm. So who's next? I'll go. Yep. As I'm looking through my phone. You got four, right you got four minutes. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, I have three. <laughs> And they're actually all kind of related, which is weird. Yeah. So as we've discussed probably many a times, I have a connected home, quote, mm. unquote, right? So I got a bunch of crap that does stuff in my house connected to the internet. Yeah. They all have really, really bad icons. Uh, surprise, mm. surprise. So the three that came to mind immediately, and the the caveat here is is when you're talking about this, these are things that you actually use and interact with, but just can't stand looking at. And the three that mm. I came up with were the August lock, which is a like a uh, front door or I mean, I mm. guess any door, but a automatic door thingy. It's not necessarily a bad icon, but I just can't, I just don't like it, I guess is what I would say. The next one is the uh, sprinkler controller which I believe is a company called Ratio, Ratio. I don't know. I'm probably saying that incorrectly, but their icon is like a weird little stick tree bush thing. I don't know. I don't like it. Anyway, enough said. Right. The final one is from a company called Air Things. So I've got these sensor thingies that I have on each floor of the house that monitor various air quality stuff and then tell you like whoa you got like a co2 issue in this room or you've got this that or the other thing going on in there and it's not that it's a bad icon necessarily it's the fact that it looks like a i'm trying to think of what the other app is called but there's a notes app that looks like a mountain but the mountain is like a pencil thing I don't know if either of you can think of what that is, but this icon looks like it's supposed to be a notes app because it looks like a pencil tip, but it has nothing to do with notes. So it's just very confusing and weird. Like, why would you pick that? I guess it's supposed to be an A for air things. I don't know. It's weird. So that one I I, I keep, I do, the, I do a swipe down and search for that. And then going with your theme of bank stuff, Basically, every bank app is the mm. worst possible experience you could ever have <laughs> inside and out, which is weird because a lot of times you'll have apps where the icon is really good, which usually tells you that the app is really good because if they took the time with the icon, the app is probably okay. Then you have the category where the app is like, oh, it looks pretty good. Then you go into it and you're like, what, what happened here? How did I end up back in like iOS 3? Not sure but cool. <laughs> Very rarely do you have the opposite where you have an atrocious icon with an absolutely brilliant UI of an app. I don't, I cannot think of an example. If anyone has one, I would love to know, but I don't think that anyone is spending zero time on an icon and then has a brilliant looking app. I think that's one thing with apps is it's very much the book is judged by its cover because that's your entry point into paying whatever it is take out of the mix the whole everything's free now 
But generally, if you look at an app and it's like, this app is $4.99, $5.99, $100.99, whatever. If that app icon is complete garbage, I don't think anybody's going to buy that unless they absolutely have to have it for a work thing or something. So those would, those would be my picks that, that came to mind immediately uh, right now. Now, I sent both of you a message while you were talking, Jason. Yes. Did I find the correct app you were talking about? Yes, Upnote? that's the one. It looks like a mountain, but it's a pencil. Yes. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mm. Found a... God, you know, look at that efficiency. Can I ask... And accuracy. You, what does your air quality meter do if you fart in the room? <laughs> Fair question. I would imagine that the particulate, ma- particulate matter... Uh, index would increase have you not tried it i haven't but i i I would have been right up against that thing letting rip right on the sensor wow okay i'll 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 note to move them higher yeah fair enough so andrew yeah i've probably like the wa check-in app thing i have that on my dock very depressing to to do that but you just i use it so often but it's burning a space in my dock which you know could otherwise go to something more interesting. You've accepted the authority of the government. I have. I understand. <laughs> Any other examples, Andrew? Yes. AnyList. I'm a loyal subscriber to the AnyList application. It's a gross... It, everybody talks about paprika, right? Mm. Paprika gets all the love. Really, AnyList is... Well, I think it's better. I've never used paprika. But I like AnyList. I pay for it every year. Paprika is better for recipe management. Not... Me? Any list Shopping is pretty lists. good at recipes, though. We have lots of recipes in any list. But have you tried Obsidian? Oh my god! <laughs> so, so any any list is really good, but I don't like its app icon. So I got to keep that mm. that bad boy hidden. Um, have you tried keeping your recipes in YNAB? <laughs> no, but I <laughs> or in Devon Jimbo or something. Then you could you could budget each meal. <laughs> No, I don't do that. But when I go to Woolies, I've got to note that I, I spend money. Well, I lost my train of thought now. Thanks a lot. I have tried Devon, Devon Think for uh, recipes. It doesn't work. It doesn't scale well. The UI affordances are not great. Uh, so any list. Sorry, I have to search for you each time. Uh, the other obvious culprit is Microsoft stuff. Just everywhere I keep that. That is never on my dock, especially on the Mac, where I use it for work every day. All the Microsoft stuff, I kind of have to. But every day, it pops up on the right-hand side of the dock. And at the end of every day, it all goes away. Yes. And especially Teams, those people. Why do the Teams people have those little curved butts? It's really they have like a sh- Why does the guy in the front have like a shield? What is that? What does that person in the front have a shield for? What are they battling? This is not a battle. It's corporate HR. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm more put off by the fact that they insist on putting the first letter in each app icon just to remind you that it starts with T, but Excel apparently starts with the letter X. Yes. Yeah. And not the letter E. Ugh, so uh, anyway. Is that so they don't step on the toes of the old Microsoft entourage? What's the deal? <laughs> oh, entourage. Purple. Oh man. Remember that? Teams took the purple as well, didn't it? Entourage was purple. That's right. That shield should have an E on the front. Uh, the other app I don't like, uh, this is more just an app I don't like, or an icon I don't like, Firefox. Yeah, that's that's ugly. Don't like having that in my dock. Um, although, ironically, I have it in my dock at the moment on my Mac. <laughs> that's because you run 15 browsers at <sighs> once. Welcome to corporate business world sometimes with 
containers and multiple logins. Um, and special mention to an app that I don't use anymore on the Mac. I did for a long time. And it's one of these ones that has to be permanently resident. And you, there was no good way that I could discover of hiding the dock app. And it's the worst dog app, dock app in the world. I know Jason's going to know what I'm talking about when I say spam sieve. Oh, the mushroom, the mushroom strainer. <laughs> it's a colander. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it is like the a worst. With... And, and it's hilarious because it's got this ugly cartoonish icon. And there's an option in the app to change it to modern icon, which is yeah. hideous. It's even I worse. Love... <laughs> Yeah. Have when, you brought this up before? I remember. Probably. Yeah, we, I, I started using it for a while and then was like, what am I doing? This is terrible. I'm not doing this anymore. This is a waste of my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there was so much management associated with managing my spam filtering. While Meanwhile, I'm paying for fast mail and stuff that is just willing to do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it always became the opposite problem where I spent 99% of the time training it so that I could not get one spam message every like 15 years. I was like, what, why do I hate myself? I don't know. This is no. And you have yeah, to leave your Mac running this all the time. You. Yeah. It's not service side. does this for you and you don't have to do anything and it's perfectly fine. They <laughs> filter everything. Uh, great topic. <laughs> There's a service called omg.lol. You can now email me with canyon c-a-n-i-o-n at o-m-g dot l-l-o-l email me why would i do that why would i want to well i guess a why would i want to email you at all and b um why wouldn't i just use one of your other 15 email addresses that you have well sure that's an option too but or if you don't want to email me just go to canyon c-a-n-i-o-n dot o-m-g dot l-o-l okay i'm going there now hey it's you Look, it's another me page because the You've internet a... was running short of me pages. It really was. Yeah, so I, I spent five bucks to get this page. And not only do you get the page, you get the email address. That's like a little bonus they throw in. If I do slash now, will it tell me the things that you were doing six months ago because you haven't updated it? Oh, no, that's on canyon.me slash now, I think. Oh. Okay. It might be andrewcanyon.com slash now. I lose track. <laughs> Wow, you have a lot. And I think I've got about three different versions of my Now page. But anyway, Hmm. you can never have too much internet presence if you're trying to build a brand. And Mm. my brand is Canyon, C-A-N-I-O-N, except on Twitter where I Twitter rage quit and lost C-A-N-I-O-N and had to come back late and join as Andrew Canyon. So there's a whole thing about that. I did not know that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I was originally Canyon. Who took it? I think some spam bot. So they get you. My brother was really angry with me because he originally wanted Canyon, but had to choose Patrick Canyon. So now look, we're both loser Canyons with our. First and then names. instead of giving God. him Canyon, you just threw it just away. Just threw it away. Wow, <laughs> he was so angry. Gross. I would never follow you. That's too many characters. <sighs> yeah, no. I also don't have a Twitter. Omg. Lol. It's fun. The I found about out about this through Mike. On microblog, but that's not M I K E nor M Y K E, but it's M A I If you go to M A I Q U E dot O M G dot L O L, you'll find Mike. He's from Lisbon, I think. Portugal? I think. He's a nice dude. He was giving away a subscription to the OMG service just because he wanted to be nice. I went and there checked it out. I liked it so much I just bought it myself. There you go. 
There you go. I do not. I don't have one of these. So I'm going to put that file that alongside my bio.link and my tree. Is that the tree link? What's that tree one? Tree link? I have no idea what you're... I thought you were having a stroke just Link now. tree. I'm not sure what's going it's on. Link tree. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, link tree. Wow. How do you keep all this? Do you just have like 50 bookmarks you have to go update every time you like change a thing? I've got a whole team. Just... He does knowledge management to keep track of all of this <laughs> stuff. Oh, it. it's Obsidian. Got no, it. it's okay. a Devon yes. Think database. Yeah. No, it's actually... <laughs> it actually. OMG, lol. It's called Devon Jimbo. <laughs> totally oh. no joke. I have I have just created the other day a um, Safari tab group called um, Profile. <laughs> and it's just got all my different like websites. Because I can't keep track of them all. <laughs> so my question is, given all of the different online identities that you have, why didn't you just settle with a really consistent name that you've already used on Apple's Game Center, Grand Canyon? It's a fair point. Yeah, I, I always struggle with this, whether I want to be me, me, like real me, or whether I want to be hidden behind a username me. So what's the you and what's the you, you? I don't understand. <laughs> well, I, I've, it's too hard trying to pretend to be some like, cool with a person with elite username so Mm. i gave up on that and i just went i'm just me so people can just find me and they'll find all versions of me they'll find nerd me they'll find business me i can't be bothered trying to hide behind elite personas well you do you or you you or whatever it is that you want to do or cool you or just yeah or just canyon c-a-n-i-o-n how is that spelled again put it into duck duck go you'll find all sorts that is Andrew Canyon, C-A-N-Y-O-N. Don't! <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, I get F-I-E-L-D all the time. Yeah, and Bert gets B-U-K-R-B-U-R-K-E. If I ever got B-U-K-R, <laughs> someone's getting punched. Jason <laughs> Booker. You're drunk, sir. Go home. I need clarity here. Okay. Yes, Claire. Clarification is what I'm here for. In Australia, we see many, many American TV shows, movies, what have you. Mm -hmm. Many of those are set in primary schools and high schools. I'm specifically Mm. thinking mainly high schools at this point, but primary qualify. With how much people complain and bitch about high school, we sure have a lot of like a disproportional like amount of like high school focus on stuff. Oh man, everybody seems to hate it, but it's like everything's high school. Seriously, I want to go. I for many years of my primary life, I was looking forward to going to somehow going to an American high school because they looked the business. Really? Anyway, did you obsess about red cups when you were a kid? Yes. Red cups, like solo cups. Yes. They're only just available in Australia in the last few years. It was so exciting. The solo cup, like just the red plastic cup. The pa- yeah, the party with the cup. white rim or whatever. Or the yeah, people obsess about that over here in Australia. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why. You're not having a good party until you've got a keg and a bunch of those cups, right? Am I right, Martin? Uh, not for <laughs> me, but yes. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's convinced. Anyway, uh, I want to finish my anyway. point here before I get derailed. Yeah. Is it, so in all those schools it's portrayed that americans sit down in class at those little desks the little with the little sort of chair and the like the lecture style desks with the little arms and they always pull out a yellow pencil number two pencil thank you number two pencil we don't have those pencils here we have pencils but our pencils are usually red and black faber castell or something like that stetler stetler yes you're right 
Do Americans really use pencils like that? Do they use them in high school? And have they not ever heard of a bloody biro? Because they're way better than pencils. Can you just give me the lowdown on the American pencil situation as it pertains to school? Yeah. Well, I am part of the pencil lobby, so I will give that disclaimer first right out of the gate. Okay, so American high school. Have not been to high school in many years. Uh, Didn't actually finish. Maybe I did. I don't know. I was told to leave high school at one point, so I can only speak to part of it. Troubled youth. Number two pencils were a huge thing for a little sheet of paper that our American audience will know and probably cringe when I say Scantron. See, neither of you cared. It's like a little weird rectangular piece of paper with a bunch of little bubbles on it for each question. And it's very difficult to understand where you are on it. And it's easy to fill in the wrong bubble, which is great when you're taking standardized tests. Mm. So a number two pencil was always required. Not sure if that was actually true or if that was just a way to try to keep people in line in any way possible. But... That's where we're at. Number two pencils were generally yellow. Yes, that was always a thing. I don't imagine anyone's using that today in our technological world where everyone has, you know, one one laptop per kid or whatever. I think a lot of- Oh, one to one. There you go. One crank handle one. Is that the- No, no. (laughs) One laptop per child. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yep. No, not that one. Okay. I do remember that one. And I wanted one of those because it had the little cool ears. But um, uh-huh. anyway, no, I don't think anybody really has pencils anymore. But yeah, number two pencil was definitely a thing. It was yellow. It was as boring as possible. I do remember always seeking out like the really nice pencils when I needed a pencil so that I could, you know, if I was going to fail that test, I was going to like fail it in style with like a really good pencil mm-hmm. that had that that special sharpener that could only be used with that pencil. If you tried to use the regular sharpener, it would just ruin the pencil. You had to have that like two stage sharpener. I was one of those kids, but yeah, no, that was totally a thing. Yellow pencils was very, at least in my youth, I think that was very much a thing. I can't imagine that's a thing anymore though. Did you have biros? I don't know what a biro is. I'm not familiar with that. Is that a brand of pencil? Man, man, we need, well, I mean, it's just a pen essentially. Oh, a pen. Oh, yeah. I mean, Byro is the guy pens. who invented the things. His name was. But if you had Byro. to have a pencil, I mean, you had to have a pencil. Pencil was was mandatory for for some things. Testing, math classes usually had a pencil because you were erasing. But uh, see, I'm going to go pre high school down to primary or elementary school for a second for this discussion because the two things I don't that, that come back. up when you talk about pens and pencils in Australia, at least for my generation or age group, I'm not sure what you have, Andrew, but there was one the pen license normally around year four. You had to earn your pen license, right? Once you had shown that you could be trusted not to have to rub out all the time with an eraser, right? I'm not going to say rubber only here because i'm sure americans will hear rubber and go who's handing out rubbers to primary school kids right you would erase right and once you had proven that you could be trusted with whiteout or liquid paper or whatever you could move to the pen uh the first person to get their pen license when i was in primary school was a left-handed person which was highly controversial but she had the neatest handwriting of anyone in the class which people really couldn't understand how do you not smudge did you have to do the claw thing oh she had excellent like 
running writing, wow. beautiful parallel kind of cursive. The other thing, and I'm actually going to send this in a message to both of you and include this in the show notes. I'm a little disappointed uh, you were not the first one with the pen license. I mean, were you the first one with the red pen license? Is that how that went? Or? <laughs> oh, I was big on red pens. It's correct. You're totally right on that. I loved red pens. Yeah. Still love a red pen. Okay. But I'm just trying, to, I'm just trying to keep your rep here. I want to make sure that people aren't going to disrespect you on not having the pen license first and... No, no, I wasn't bothered by that. I was much more insane about uh, getting my touch typing done okay. in my computer lessons at primary school. Got Thank it. you, Mr. Costigan, for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just check out the message that I sent to both of you. And this was the standard issue book or booklet that we received for all of our writing across different subjects in primary school. This is what everyone my age oh, received. Wow. And it was this kind of Sydney Opera House with Harbour Bridge in the background design. Oh, yeah. and is that a hardcover? No, it was soft. Oh. It was like a paperback thing. Did you have this, Andrew? Uh, because I'm older than you, we had one that had like... Uh, it was Stone tablets. Ancient. It was, like, it was still 1960s design. It had like a little kid on a bike and it was like... Right. It was like riding on a bike and it had like road safety, keep right or something. And I was always like, why are you keeping right on a bike, not left? <laughs> Which is really weird to me. And it had multiplication table grids on the bottom half of that but yeah the same sort of standardized exercise book was it clearly australian or was it very much generic was there any way to tell one way or the other there's really no way to tell but i reckon it was australian i think they it was kind of exciting to get one of those new exercise books i liked it yeah it was always this fresh feel but i was curious i i I didn't think that you would have had the same thing as what we did but i kind of thought but we didn't have the opera house that's for sure no that's what i was wondering because the education systems here for jason are state-based i don't know what it's like in the u.s but i was thinking wouldn't it be just so typically australian that every western australian child would get like a sydney opera house themed thing like this is this is australia this is what everyone thinks of australia no one knows what perth is who cares if it doesn't have paul hogan on it i'm not interested well you know paul hogan actually used to paint the harbour bridge that's what he did before he acted Oh, I'm very aware of that. And I saw <laughs> I saw the ad that made me sad yep. when he like put on the, the Statue of Liberty costume. And I was like, what? What is happening right now? Can I say one other thing? Can I just give one huge big shout out to Patreon member, One Prime Plus subscriber, Perth Bandits, for developing our very own uniform hemispheric views basketball uniform this guy is an elite basketball uniform designer he has done so much stuff for the well so much unofficial stuff for the national basketball league all of his unofficial stuff is actually better than the official stuff and there's i would agree there's quite a push to get him employed by the league to actually do their designs I 4,000% thought he somehow was involved with like a marketing agency or something that had to do with the NBL because all this shit he cranks out is like top freaking quality. And I don't understand why like these aren't just made for people to buy. Oh man. Because some of the ones he's made, like just to have them to wear to actual events would be amazing. I don't know. Yeah. So, yes, I agree 1000%. Yeah. And speaking of NBL, I watched a video today regarding basketball. All right. What was it? Uh, It was something about how the three point shot is ruining basketball and making it boring. And I watched it and thought, (laughs) that was a bad video. This is stupid. Mm. This doesn't make any sense. I don't really understand. That video was, was shallow. 
My counterpoint would be there should be added a 10-point shot where you have to be at least three-quarters of the court away from the goal and standing with your back to it and overhead huck it behind you. (laughs) And if you hit that, 10 points. That would make the game even more exciting. So... Do you know what would make me watch the sport even more? Even though I've been to many games locally over time and don't think it's a bad sport. I like an Android. Just have, having me in you. Wollongong saying, let's go to a game, let's go to a game, let's go to a game. Oh, well, that would help. That would help. It would be a good sort of social angle. If it were battle bots. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that, but that's a good answer. I was going to say, if people played basketball the way that Jim Carrey did in The Cable Guy, I would watch it. Mm, okay. Have either of you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Where he goes absolutely nuts and like breaks the backboard or whatever it's called and glass shatters everywhere and he's just a real ass about the whole thing. I would watch the sport then. I reckon if we recorded an episode on our phone at a game, that would be exciting. It would be a great listening experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. The audio quality would be top notch. Just be bum 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 for a full forty five minutes. Y'all ready for this? Shut it down. It's over. That's it. This is the second recording. We're in the future now. We're in the future. Yeah. We did record before the event, and we didn't make predictions because we don't do that because we don't care. And now we're after the event, which was the best pre-recorded event to date. Full stop. Well, I don't know about that. I got thoughts. Bring it on. Keep in mind, for anyone that's listening, they're both already, they hate everything, right? And then now they're going to be all sleepy and cranky because it's like 1 a.m. or 4 a.m. there, respectively. Just ticked over to 5 a.m. here. 5 a.m. now. So now he's even more cranky. So... I would say, like, get out your salt because you're going to need many grains of it for whatever they're both about to spout. <laughs> so I'll I'll clean it up at the end and let everyone know what is actually the truth. But go ahead. Okay. Well, since I uh, teed off, I, I'm going to tee off because I'm actually stealing Martin's thunder and I hope he doesn't mind. Go for it. They move too bloody. They move too bloody quick. Agreed. I don't know what's going on. Like, Oh, come on now. So the last time you're complaining, the event is too long and they go for too long about everything. And now it's a nice fast pace. And now you're going to complain about that? I'm an, come on. I'm an old man waking up at one o'clock in the morning. Okay. Just ease off. And then <laughs> like, just trying to get the event happening. Uh, you, you saw on the Discord my efforts with Siri and Apple TV. Sure, they can release a $2,500 US laptop, but they can't make Siri work on their own product that exists to let me I'm not watch sure why it doesn't appear in Australia ever since they started these events um, I've tried to subscribe to the events they don't there's no banner that nothing exists in Australia so I have to load YouTube what do you mean you said subscribe to it several times is there like a thing you can do that's supposed to pop up or something so for example you've said there's supposed to be a banner there is no banner yeah. I've never had it ever since like we're talking rebooting different devices never appears um, and then when I talk about subscribe if for example and this may not be the way it works but you would think intuitively it would if you watch previous Apple events on the Apple TV app and you subscribe to have that in your up next you would think that when you finish the previous one a new one would load in but it's only for on-demand viewing it never actually pops up as an option to watch okay so i'm always like oh god where do i go i don't want to load up the home page i'll go to youtube and that's always reliable okay i'm sure that siri will won't be able to get that right but we'll be able to get a six dollar 99 playlist just bang on (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I don't. That was weird. I some way to just have a cheaper tier, I guess, is all I can really imagine. I still feel like that tier should have just been free, but like really limited. So you could quote have Apple Music, but not really. And then you'd eventually be like annoyed enough with the lacking stuff that you'd just be like, I'll just get the nine ninety nine one. So I assume but, we get that. We're all Apple Premier. Yeah. So plus everything one. they announced about that is it's not as if this is something you'd have to pay on top of what you already have if you have apple music i think it was just described a little bit weird i think this is if you are a person that has nothing in terms of apple music you now have three options you can get the 499 which is just this like weird version of only being able to talk to it which i feel like didn't spotify or something do that in the past where there was like a super cheap tier but you could only listen to it on the web not on device or something like that so I think and it was only ads you only got to hear it. <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> i want to listen to rock oh wait just the ads that go with rock so it's like <laughs> have trucks. you heard about squarespace we've got 24 hours yeah you could build websites about trucks and guns i find it hilarious i find it hilarious that they uh <laughs> they, they went the gamut from here's our cheapest product to here's our most expensive product <laughs> in the one yeah. show. For all the cheapskates, yeah. here's some Apple Music that you don't, you know, you might want to pay for just a little bit each month. And then here's our pro machines. Like, yeah. Weird. Okay. So speaking of pro machines, uh, the new laptops, I don't think either of you are in the market for a laptop. No. No. Right. And I'm not either. Doesn't mean I won't get one, obviously, but. <laughs> I did just get a new M1 MacBook Pro for work like four or five months ago. So, and it's fine. Like it's an M1. It's my work computer. So honestly, it's doing, you know, documents and email and and nothing that's going to push it to anything. Granted, if it would have been like a really low end Intel one, I would have been sad. (laughs) So being an M1, it's fine. My iMac is an M1. Honestly, it's fine. I, I've never pushed this iMac. I think I've I told you guys already. I've only had the fans come on like maybe twice on the iMac. So like it's probably okay. But I think it sends a good direction for where the whole Apple Silicon stuff is going. I mean, we knew there was going to be a new one, but it was like, is it going to be 10% better for an M2? Which it's not an M2. It's, you know, M1 Pro, M1 Max. But like these numbers, like, oh, it's 13 times the graphics performance. It's like, what we're used to seeing like 2X or maybe like a 2 point something X, but 13X? Are you kidding me? It's crazy. Yeah, it's like the old Moore's Law. It's like a reintroduction of the Moore's Law thing. It's like a reset, right? Mm. We're, we're, yeah, we're back in time, but it's not like we're trying to catch up to anything. We're just blowing past everything that could have even been i mean they're talking about here was the core i9 which like the i9 is the best of the best from an intel standpoint at least for you know personal computers and it was just in the dust i mean i know their graphs are bullshit and you know everybody uses bullshit graphs so i'm I'm not whatever you can get on them about that if you want but find me a company that doesn't have like stupid graphs that make them look good obviously they're going to do that but Man, these things are just nuts. I want to ask you guys about the design because I found the design to be very interesting. And the second I saw it, I thought polycarbonate MacBooks from back in the day. They look just like that. 
the curve at the bottom, the way yeah. that it tapered and that slight look of thickness, I yeah. found that very pleasing. And those yeah. little feet, how it's got the little feet again. I, I dig it. And it says MacBook Pro on the mm. bottom. One of those things that nobody cares about, but I just think I really like that. If, you know, you're not looking at the bottom of your laptop, but yeah. I think it's really cool. Like this M1 iMac I have right now, it's going to last for so long. It's going to last way longer than I want it to. I'm going to have to give it to somebody else just to justify getting something new at some point, but they're crazy. And oh, sorry, one one other thing. 21 hours of battery life i'm sorry what that like remember when everybody was like oh yeah the ipad because it's got way better battery life than the mac and then the mac is like hey how's it going you can charge me next week it's like oh okay wow that's that's gonna say because they normally you know present that with running one particular app or doing one particular thing is that 21 hours on text edit or what's that (laughs) even if it is like for like my work laptop i don't i barely charge it as it is now it's just like charge it in every five or six days it's crazy actually i have an important question for you jason because you were saying the the imac will last longer than what you want it to yeah Given that the whole pro thing is neutral colors, how upset would you be if you were to buy a pro level computer? Furious. And to lose the orange. Furious. I, I hate everything about that. I, I am so, the the thing I'm the most, so I know that Andrew hates them because of Safari. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You and uh, Martin hate them because music, I guess. I don't know. I'll just <laughs> pick something. My biggest beef is the fact that they did the IMAX in the most wonderful color set once. They did phones, like the purple phone, for about eight days, it felt like, and then got rid of it, and they went back to boring, lame-ass colors. I really thought when we got the IMAX that colors were going to be a thing. Anytime I've ever heard anybody talk about colors, they're like, give me a MacBook Pro in yellow, in blue, whatever color. You know what? Make it an option. Charge another $500 for it. People will do it because they want the damn color. They did that with the black, with the with the MacBook black. Do you remember that? The black book? Yeah, it was $100 yeah. more. I remember that. Yeah, j- do that. Should we let Andrew go to sleep? No. Yeah, sounds good. I probably won't now. <laughs> Lie in bed. Maybe I'll listen to our podcast. Fall asleep to it. Hmm. There you go. I do want to say... Everybody, thanks for joining us in the Discord. That was like a really active Discord chat. It was fun. So it was good. The whole Discord in general the last few days has been like more than I can even keep up with, which is not bad. It's just like crazy. It's exploded. And thank you to our newest uh, arrivals for tolerating my hyper-compressed account of Australian history. That was good. Yeah, I think some people may have been confused lately that they actually joined like an Australian history class (laughs) or something online. (laughs) (laughs) That just happens from time to time. Just go with it. It's good information. It's 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 good to know. So enjoy. It's a bonus bonus for everyone. You don't even have to be a one Prime Plus member to get that kind of content. That's just free. Everyone needs to prepare for the test in December. That's all I have to say. There will be finals. Unannounced. <laughs> Unannounced finals corner. iTunes U has gone away, but there is still HVU. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.